All right, here we go. Uh, welcome to the July 27th uh, meeting of the Lawrence Douglas County Planning Commission. Welcome everybody. We are still doing hybrid meetings, so we have some folks online. So I'm gonna turn to Becky Pepper to give us a protocol for the evening. Thank you. Uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Becky Pepper, Planning Manager. Joining me here in the City Commission Room is Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services Director, and Kyle Kobe, who'll be helping to facilitate the Zoom video portion of the meeting. We will work alongside the chair to facilitate the meeting proceedings. I have a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and channel uh, cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you're not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to the Zoom facilitator. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting, and when you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat to the Zoom facilitator. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And now I'll turn the meeting back over to the chair. Thank you, Becky. Um, we'll move on to communications now. Um, do we need to receive any written communications from the public this evening? No additional communications in the back. Thank you. Other than anyone. Other than, mm -hmm. um, do we have any written communications from staff, planning commissioners, or other commissioners? None this evening. Uh, do we need to receive any written action of any waiver request determinations made by the city engineer? Also none this evening. Okay. Do the commissioners um, have any disclosure of ex parte communications? Seeing none. Um, any declaration of abstentions from specific agenda items by the commissioners? <coughs> Seeing none, uh, we'll move on. This is the portion of the meeting where we have general public comment uh, for any member of the public that would like to comment on anything in general that is not on the agenda this evening. Uh, I don't see anybody in the room here. Is there anybody online that wishes to comment? I am not seeing anybody raising their hand. So we will go ahead and move on to our regular agenda item. Um, we'll go in order one at a time. We've got no changes this evening. Um, so we're gonna start, um, staff member Luke Mortensen will uh, present a special use permit for consideration uh, at 4300 West 6th Street, Minor Utility. Good evening, commissioners. Let me share my screen here, hold on. Okay, uh, thank you. As, as Chair Ashworth just noted, this item is a request to consider approving a special use permit uh, for the establishment of a utilities minor use located at 4300 West 6th Street. The subject property is an existing platted lot with an existing neighborhood religious institution land use. The applicant has worked with that principal land use, First Southern Baptist Church, on this application. The proposed utilities minor use is comprised of a small 60 square foot structure that will house Unite Private Networks Lawrence Fiber Infrastructure. There will also be an associated freestanding generator adjacent to the structure. The structure would be located in the northeast portion of the site highlighted on the screen by the yellow triangle, or excuse me, the yellow rectangle, abutting an existing platted utility easement. The images on the right are from the associated site planning documents submitted by the applicant. 
These images were provided by the applicant and give an idea what the structure would look like. Points of presence, huts, uh, and infrastructure cabinets are fairly common pieces of in infrastructure in communities. You'll see them um, at intersections that are controlled by stoplights and in other locations where utility components must be readily accessed and maintained. This proposed infrastructure hut would be low intensity in nature. However, due to the nature of the community-wide fiber operations, staff believe that uh, it fell within the Land Development Code's definition of utilities minor use. You can see that up on the screen. The Land Development Code recognizes that these types of uses are critical to daily life. So utilities minor use is actually permitted in all zoning districts with an approved special use permit, including the subject properties RS7 district. I'll refer to my staff report for analysis of the submitted special use permit and site planning documents. I'll also note that staff is not recommending any time limits on this proposed SUP. The city has already entered into a formal franchise agreement with Unite Private Networks that was approved by the city commission via ordinance number 9874 in 2021. All the associated agreement documents and ordinance documents are included as attachments to this item. With that, I'll wrap up by recommending approval of SUP-22-00166 to permit the establishment of a utilities minor use, a point of presence hut and associated generator located at 4300 West 6th Street, subject to the following condition. Um, the applicant is finalizing details with the property owner, um, which is the church, on the final details of the screening fence. So we'd like to condition approval on adding a note to the site plan um, detailing the final height and material of the proposed screening fence. That's it for me. I can stand for questions, and I believe the applicant is with us tonight. Thank you, Luke. Um, would the applicant like to speak to um, this project? That would be Unite well, Private Networks. Yeah. Yeah, and they loop. Oh, never mind. Here we go. There we go. Good evening. This is Michael Riley with United Private Networks. Um, I don't have anything else to add. Um, I think uh, uh, the, pre the presentation was pretty. Uh, uh, detailed uh, on our end, we do like to. Uh, we would like to thank the city staff for helping us in this project, and we look forward to serving the city of uh, Lawrence and providing a, another option uh, when it comes to internet. All right, thank you, Mr. Riley. Um, now that we move to public comment, um, I don't see anybody in the room to speak to this matter. Is there anybody online uh, from the public to speak to this matter? Seeing none, I will bring that back discussion back to the commission then. I have a couple questions. Commissioner Rector. I'd love to ask. Um, um, I think for Luke, perhaps maybe for the applicant, um, but my question is around uh, noise. I, I see this as sitting uh, right on the property line. It looks like right behind some townhouses or duplexes over there. Um, the pictures that were shown um, look like they have, uh, I imagine, air conditioners um, on the outside of them. And I think I heard you say, I might, might have heard it wrong, there was also maybe a generator that would be um, here as well. So I'm just wondering what the what kind of noise the neighbors might expect, if that's been taken into consideration. Is there anything done to help uh, protect those folks from anything that was unplanned? 
Yeah, Luke Mortensen playing development services staff. I'll begin, and if Michael has anything to add, he can add. He can jump in. Um, I believe in the staff report I mentioned um, the generator was going to be producing something around. Um, I'll, I'll I'll find it for sure here, but I think sixty um, decibels. We we pulled that number from the. Um, uh, cut sheets that the applicant provided us for the generator. So I can't remember off the top of my head, but we had done a little bit of analysis on what that was equivalent to. And, and I believe it was similar to um, like a like a low running appliance from a certain distance uh, during our review it wasn't it didn't it didn't become a matter of concern to staff um, and then there is going to be at least 10 foot setback from the property line at the subject property and then those residences are probably between 25 and 35 feet setback from their property lines and then there is some some trees and and, and some vegetative buffers obviously those aren't going to be around all year long but they would provide some vegetative buffers for during much of the year. Thanks, Luke. Any a follow up to that? So, so Luke, are you saying that the uh, generator is going to uh, be enclosed and the structure that it's enclosed in will prevent uh, any noise from us, you know, like significant noise? Is that what the city is saying, basically? So the generator is going to be outside of the hut. It's going to be west of the hut on the on the church side, and then the hut, and then the ten foot, you know, setback space, and then the adjacent properties. But but you guys don't anticipate that being very loud. No, it was not a matter of concern during the staff review. One other question. Yes. So in the section about trees, um, I'm, I, it's not clear what this means. Are are we saying that? Um, the uh, applicant is going to add the trees or is it the city that's going to add the trees? But it says that total new trees required are 21. You know what? Yeah. So, and, and so I apologize that, that that gets a little confusing. Our code has street tree requirements and depending on the level of proposed improvement will determine if you need to install those trees or not. So for example, if the church did a major site plan and they um, did a very large addition or scraped the site and added a completely new primary use, that would rise to the level of site plan where the street trees would need to go in. This level of special use permit and site plan is minor enough that we wouldn't require the new street trees to be planted with this. We just noted that in the document that if this was a major, this is how many new trees would be required. Thank you. Yes, thank you for that clarification. Yes, Commissioner Also, Thomas. Luke, under point three, whether the proposed use will cause substantial diminution in value of other property, I always, shudder when I see staff finding substantial diminution will not occur. Could you talk to that? I would look more into playing development services. Uh, I'm guessing that that's probably more uh, probably boilerplate language that we use from text to text. Substantial is found quite a bit in our code, and um, it's not ever really fully defined. But I think we probably go by the the common use of that word: uh, a very intense, uh, a high level of of you know um, of adverse impact, basically. I, Charlie Thomas, mm -hmm. I I just think 
substantial may be one thing to the neighbors 100 feet away and another thing to the neighbors 20 feet away. So when I saw substantial, I took that to mean there would be a diminution in property value. Luke Mortensen, Planning Development Services. So to my knowledge, substantial is not defined in our code. And um, we would use that to, to mean, um, no, there's no, the, the question is asking if there is a, a, a significant amount of diminution in value. We don't believe that's going to be the case. There's already an existing kind of utility use a little bit to the south, a very similar type structure. Uh, and so that has not borne a substantial diminution either, and that's a part of what it went into our analysis. Well, I, I was thinking there would be no change in value, and so I was surprised when I saw the word substantial is the reason I brought that up. That it was qualified. Substantial. Did, did that answer your question, Commissioner Thomas? Okay. And looking around, are there other concerns, questions? Yes, Commissioner Carter. Uh, thanks, a question for Luke. <clears throat> um, you say this is a kind of a ubiquitous type of structure around the, um, you know, all, all land uses in the city, but I don't recall um, having something like this come before us in the past three years. So I wonder if you could just talk about other types of examples where we might have seen something like this in the recent past. Yeah, Luke Mortensen, Planning Development Services Department. Um, I have not worked on any of any of these uh, types of um, kind of infrastructure huts before. Uh, a good example would be um, the traffic light boxes that you see at major intersections. Oftentimes, those are located in the right of way, uh, and so they wouldn't. Um, I don't. I don't know exactly know why they haven't come through. Um, but this was brought to us as a, a as a initial. The, the applicant made contact with us a number of month, months ago, and this was the path we determined going forward. So as to why in the last three years we haven't seen anything similar, um, I can't really speak to that, but but I, I haven't worked on any anything similar. Commissioner Carter, maybe hopefully shed some light on that. Jeff Crick playing in development services. They're not a very frequent item that we tend to see, but they will happen whenever there's a large infrastructure upgrade typically. So it's it's a little bit like a feast and famine. You will see a few of them and then you won't see them for a very long time. So I think as fiber starts to pick up, we may see a few more of these on the horizon or see some improvements occur in the network itself that probably be a little bit more frequently potentially. Very good. Thank you. Looking, Commissioner Retro. Thank you. Um, I uh, I generally support this and the the you know build out of infrastructure to help bring more options on it. Absolutely support the idea and where it's going. Um, back to the question of noise. Um, it just occurs to me as a, we just talked about noise from a minor utility a couple of days ago, and this has a louder um, promised. Um, minimum noise than that substation did. And it's much, much closer um, uh, to the neighbors um, than that was. So uh, I'm not questioning staff's um, judgment on um, that being an acceptable amount of noise in that location. But what I do, would like to see if it's possible is to include something in our SUP that says, that limits the amount of noise that can come from this. 
and and that if it if it is in the SUP as a as a limit, one of the conditions, then should it exceed that, then the city has some means to address it. Is that a, is that an ask that we can make for? I guess that's for Jeff or for Luke. You can make a recommendation for that one going up to the city commission for their consideration. Yes. What would that look like in the form of of the motion that we make here? That just would we call that out separately as a condition or? Uh, yes, it would it would be just a, a condition noted, kind of similar to what Luke has noted with the uh, screening fence, just that it shall be subject to not exceeding a certain decibel level at a, at that point. Okay. Commissioner Rector, do you have a, is there a particular decibel level that you're looking for, or maybe just a condition of that decibel level, the decibel level will be reviewed for? Well, I think, I think there needs, I think there needs to be a maximum. And I think I heard Luke say 60 was the number. Um, uh, I'll jump not, in there. I'll, I'll, sorry, Commissioner. Um, you're, you're close. Uh, I just pulled up the spec sheet. It was 65 to 67 was what the spec sheet mentioned for this model of generator. So 67 dB, is that, does that generator run constantly? Is that? Michael, are you with us? Could you answer that question? This is, this is Harold. I'm the regional vice president of operations uh, in uh, Kansas City. That uh, generator was only used for uh, power outages and a monthly routine fire up for less than 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, that does that reassure you? Okay. Concern. Sure. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for that clarification. Um, are there any other considerations with respect to noise? No, if there's no further questions, um, could we entertain a motion? And remember, this motion does have a, a an existing condition with it. I'd be happy to make the motion. Commissioner Rexroad. Move we approve the special use permit SUP 22-00166 to permit the establishment of a minor utility, point of presence hut, and associated generator located at 4300 West 6th Street, subject to the conditions in the staff report. Do we have a second? Commissioner DeVore. And um, any additional comments? Seeing none, um, can we have the vote, please? Call for vote. Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Baroto? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvar? Yes. Commissioner Payden? Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Mr. Riley and Mr. Callaway. Uh, we're going to move on to um, item number two. Now, items number two and three uh, uh, relate to each other in terms of the same project. We're going to take them one at a time. Becky Pe Pepper is the planner, and we'll discuss the rezoning first. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, again, my name is Becky Pepper, uh, Planning Manager, and I'm filling in for Catherine Week, who could not be with us this evening um, on this item and on item number three. Um, 
As noted, this item number two tonight is a request to rezone approximately one acre from CN2 Neighborhood Commercial Center District to CS Commercial Strip District for the property located at 707 West 23rd Street. The property is developed with a restaurant use, although it is currently vacant. And the, sub, the rezoning request would facilitate um, the redevelopment of the site with a fast order food drive-in use, which is not a permitted use under the existing CN2 zoning. The property is located on the south side of 23rd Street along an existing commercial corridor. It's adjacent to CS zoning to the west, and there's also CS zoning along the north side of 23rd Street and also at the intersection of Louisiana and 23rd Streets to the east. The property immediately to the east of the subject property is zoned CN2, as are uh, the property to the south. As I mentioned, the, the area is in a commercial corridor that contains a mixture of eating establishments and uh, various types of retail. And the area to the south contains the mall's shopping center. You'll find the full findings of fact uh, for this rezoning request uh, are provided in your staff report. Uh, this request to rezone to the CS district does meet the goals of the comprehensive plan, plan 2040. The comprehensive plan notes that CS zoning should only be expanded in limited, limited instances along existing commercial corridors when compatible with the surrounding zoning. In this instance, the property is located along a commercial corridor and adjacent to CS zoning to the west. Um, and in addition, the comprehensive plan also speaks to the retention and redevelopment of existing commercial uh, areas. The findings also found that the rezoning request would not negatively impact the surrounding areas. Given the location of the property and the land uses surrounding it, the uses permitted in the CS district would be appropriate here. The res this rezoning request is the first step in a development process. Other steps include a minor subdivision, which is currently under administrative review, and also submittal of a site plan application. The uh, concept plan was submitted with the rezoning request. Um, however, the exact details of the site layout will be reviewed with a site plan application. The review would include evaluation of compliance with the regulations of the land development code, which would um, include, but not exactly limited to um, the location of the building, uh, drive aisle and speaker box setbacks, the drive-through spacing and the amount of vehicles that, would, that those uh, drive-through lanes would accommodate stormwater drainage, lighting, and landscaping. The project would also be subject to the compliance with our commercial design regulations. So in conclusion, staff recommends forwarding the rezoning request to the city commission with a recommendation for approval. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions uh, for you tonight. And I'm not sure if the applicant is here tonight or not. I do see that David Hamby is online. If the applicant would like to uh, make a presentation. Uh, thank you, commissioners and Becky. We appreciate the help we've received from planning through this um, this process. I don't have a presentation tonight. We agree with the staff recommendation for approval, and I'd be happy to answer any questions. And also the contract buyers um, are also online as well to be able to speak to any questions you may have about the, the site. Thank you, Mr. Hamby. Um, do we have any members of the public that would like to speak to this item? No one here in the room. Is there anybody online that would like to speak to this item? If so, feel free to unmute or raise your hand. Okay, seeing no one um, online, I'm gonna bring this back to the commission for discussion, please. Who would like to open? 
for discussion on this item. No, Commissioner Thomas. I would say this seemed like mm -hmm. a reasonable request. Everything around mm -hmm. it is the same and to not allow this to happen, I see no reason for it. So I would be in favor of approving this. Hey, one question, why, why uh, in the plans and studies, um, it, does it state that traffic study is not required? It, it seems like this would be something that would add traffic. Is this, was this something that we do at a later stage? Yes, that's okay. correct. So it wasn't required at this stage, but gotcha. it will be required. Um, it'll be something that'll be looked at and reviewed by our municipal services and operations engineers with the site plan application. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and I do have a question. Speaking of um, later plans, now you mentioned the landscaping plan would be part of that mm -hmm. in terms of, um, so I'm wondering when in commercial development, is there, because uh, I'm looking around this and I'm not seeing much landscaping at all. Um, can you tell me what the, landscaping requirements would be for something like this middle of the concrete jungle i can't mm -hmm. um that will um <clears throat> really come into play with the the um pervious and impervious impervious and pervious standards that'll be required with that um, cs zoning district um, and that requires a, a maximum impervious surface of um 80 and so um right now i'm, I'm not sure what that is but they may Oh, through that site plan review, need to um, remove some of the concrete that's there and add um, traffic islands for plantings um, and meet a, a specific landscape um, a, a square footage requirement that's associated with our um, uh, interior parking lot standards require, uh, landscaping requirements. So that would likely improve this site with the change in zoning? Just because of not necessarily because of the change in zoning, but because of the newer with the level evidence. of development mm -hmm. that that may um, uh, come with okay. this rezoning. Mm -hmm. um, if there's uh, if the change to the development rises to a level mm -hmm. that um, uh, we look at all different aspects uh, to come into compliance, and those some of those would be that um, impervious surface and those uh, various landscaping requirements. Thank you, Commissioner Carter. Yes, thanks. Um, well, I, I concur with uh, Commissioner Thomas about the suitability of this. I, I know the site quite well. I, I worked there for years in high school when it was a Rack's <laughs> restaurant. So um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar probably with every square foot of this site. Uh, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept plan. And I realize it is merely a concept plan. But Mr. Hanby, I wonder if you could clarify something. Um, the uh, the drawing shows two lanes of traffic, one of which I must be the drive-through. Is this a two-lane drive-through, or is that just an egress route? Because it seems that you've got um, uh, um, cars lined up to leave, and I just was, was wasn't sure if that was part of the drive-through or if that was just a just just blocking out space. So I'm gonna. This is David Hamby, VG Consultants. I'm gonna have to let the owner, uh, if or the the contract buyer, talk about that because I I'm not the one who developed the site plan. Mm -hmm. I'm just working on the rezoning, so I am unsure of how the site functions. Um, Tim. Tim Thompson. Yeah. Okay. Tim Thompson. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's Tim Thompson with KMO. We're the franchisee Waterburger. We're the buyers of the subject property. Um, so the access lane you're talking about, that is a double drive-through lane with two drive-through canopies and stacks between 17 and 20 cars. So yes, sir, that is a double drive-through lane, not ingress, egress for cars. 
Okay, thank you. Just out of curiosity then, um, uh, Mr. Thompson, is there a separate egress route then um, for folks who, who want to get off the site without uh, entering where they, where they enter, without exiting where they entered? So you'd have access to the south, um, and then also you're, once you enter the drive-through lane, there's not an escape lane, but they I keep see. the double drive-through lanes open really primarily during lunchtime, and one would close down to where you'd have escape lane off peak hours. I see. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. One question, kind of tangential yes. to, to this live talk. Um, the, uh, the request to rezone to commercial strip is based on the need for future plans for a facility that wants to have a drive-in or drive-through. Um, and if not for that, there wouldn't be a request to rezone. Is there a reason why this is coming on its own ahead of site plan ahead of everything else that we that the pc might uh review um, because i think oftentimes those things all come together in a package so i'm wondering why this is separate in advance they can come together in a package in this um, instance i think they wanted to proceed with the rezoning request to first to see if that that's um successful the the site plan application will be administrative process um they may want to add to that but um it's not a requirement that they come together it's the it is the um only the concept plan that's a requirement with that rezoning request. Um, gotcha. Yeah, because if not for this, then yeah, you probably right. wouldn't pursue. But you are correct that it is the that the need for the drive-through that is the um, what's driving the rezoning request. Um, since that's not a use that's permitted in the CN2, the current zoning. And that final design that talks about the drive-through, the capacity, its impact on the neighbor, the shared entry into this shared parking lot, um, and it's spilling out onto 23rd. That'll be back before the commission, before things are final. Is that true? No, that would be reviewed with the site plan application. So, the, so that'll be an administrative this review. This is the last look at that the planning commission is going to have. That is correct. All this, this will move on to the city commission. This, oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. The rezoning will move on to the city, the city correct, but the, they, they also have a concurrent minor subdivision application. That is a um, administrative process with the exception of the, the variance request that is the next item on the agenda. And then the site plan component would be a um, administrative item um, unless it were appealed, uh, and then it would go to the city commission. I, I, I intend to support this. Um, uh, I, I don't want to send any mixed messages about that, but I do want to say loud and clear that um, Traffic and drive-throughs in that part of 23rd Street is a can be a mess. Um, there are places there where it's, it's unintentionally a one-lane street, depending on the time of the day. And I just really hope that the city commission, the traffic studies that are done when it gets to that point, make sure that we don't have the same problem that uh, 23rd Street does, the same problem that Cork and Barrel has with Starbucks uh, traffic backing up into their parking lot. And thank you. Did that prompt any other questions or concerns from the commission? Seeing none online, none up here. Um, would somebody like to uh, make a motion? Okay. 
Commissioner Rexrow. Happy to share this, everybody. <laughs> um, I move that we approve um, the request to rezone Z-22-00164, approximately one acre from CN2 district to CS district, located at 707 West 23rd, based on the findings in the staff report. And we have a second. Second. Commissioner DeVore. Any other further discussion? Last minute things. If not, Jeff, can we have the vote? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barotto? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duver? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. All right. Thank you all. Uh, moving on to item number three, which is related, but is a variance request um, for this property. Uh, right away, variance request. Becky Pepper will also present this. Thank you again. This item before you is a request for a variance from the right of way width standards that are required by our subdivision regulate uh, standards. This variance request is related to a minor subdivision for the malls number two, MS 2200210, which proposes to remove a portion of the existing platted lot to create a new lot under separate ownership. Minor subdivisions are reviewed administratively. However, the Planning Commission approval is required for variances from the subdivision design standards. As uh, previously mentioned, the subject properties are adjacent to West 23rd Street, um, which is classified as a principal arterial and is required to have a minimum of 150 feet right of way width from the subdivision design standards. The current subdivision in this area was approved under previous subdivision regulations and was constructed with a right of way width of 75 feet. The applicant is proposing to dedicate approximately nine feet of additional right-of-way, which would bring the total existing uh, right-of-way to 50 feet on the uh, of right-of-way from, from the center line of uh, 23rd Street. And this is consistent with, already, with what exists along 23rd Street in the area and will actually um, align the north property line with that of the adjacent properties. So with the dedication of the additional right-of-way, the applicant is seeking a variance for the remaining 25 feet that would be required on the south side of the roadway center line. Staff has reviewed the variance request against the decision-making criteria provided in Section 20-813G of the subdivision regulations. This analysis and the decision-making criteria can be found in the memo included in this evening's agenda packet. And staff concluded that the proposed variance meets all three of the criteria needed for approval. The city engineer has also reviewed the variance request and is supportive of maintaining the um, right-of-way. He indicated that there are no plans um, in, for this area, improvements in this area. So based on the findings presented in the variance memo, staff recommends approving the variance request to reduce the required right-of-way width from 150 feet to 100 feet. Thank you, Becky. Um, the applicant is David Hamby again. Um, would you care to make a presentation for this application? Again, um, just wanted to say I'm here to answer any questions you may have. I think it's a fairly straightforward request. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know. Thanks. Thank you. Um, are there any members of the public that wish to speak on this item? Seeing none in the room, or is there anybody online who would uh, like to raise their hand or unmute to comment on this item? Seeing none, I'll bring it back to the commission for discussion. Um, and I can open with a general question I have um, about this variance. So there's no planned improvements to the right of way on the 23rd. Um, but I do have a general question about um, 
any future plans uh, to reduce the number of curb cuts, curb cuts along 23rd? I've heard about that in the past and wondering if any of these sorts of variance requests would interfere in any way with reduction of curb cuts on 23rd. No, it would not have it. There would still be an ability in areas where the city has planned to make those reductions and curb cuts, they would still be able to do that. Wonderful. Thank you. Any other questions or concerns about this item? No Seeing none, may I have a motion, please? I can try. All right. Commissioner DeVore, please. Um, <laughs> I uh, Motion to approve a variance associated with a minor subdivision MS-22-00210 to reduce the required right-of-way width requirements of the subdivision regulations from 150 feet to 100 feet for the mall's number two subdivision located at 711 and 707 West 23rd Street. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. And you second. Second. Commissioner Carter. All right. Any further discussion? Nope. Can we have the vote, please? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barotto? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvar? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Thank you, everyone. That one. Um, we are now on to item number four. Uh, once again, considering um, a variant associated with a minor subdivision. In this case, we have staff Drew Bealby presenting this particular application. Good evening, commissioners. My name is Drew Bilby with the planning division. Um, I'm here tonight to talk to you about the SECU second edition minor subdivision. Um, this has a variance request that is needing your approval. Um, it is for the right of way on West 6th Street. Um, this is because this is, again, just like the last one, it is a principal arterial street. Um, the Land Development Code um, in 2006 established that we need 150 feet of right of way. Um, this applicant is requesting a variance to 100 feet. Um, the same things as uh, Becky Pepper mentioned, uh, it is it was not West 6th Street was not built with that right of way width in mind, and there are no plans to widen, and there is no additional uh, right of way needed by the MSO department. Um, there is a fairness aspect for this. Um, these variances have been given to other lots nearby. Um, it seems to be fair to you know extend this to the applicant. Um, as the as the number of these has increased, these variances, um, I just wanted to let you know that we are looking to address this in the new code rewrite. Um, hopefully, making this so we don't see as many variances to the right of way. Um, the staff is supportive of this variance and believes that it is both fair and um, meets our requirements. Um, the applicant is here in the room, and I will pass it along to them unless you unless you have any questions for me. Thank you. And you said the applicant is here in the room. Um, Mr. Chris Storm, would you like to speak to this application? Uh, good evening, Christopher Storm, Storm Engineering Group. I'm here tonight representing Midwest Regional Credit Union. I don't have a prepared presentation, but would be happy to answer any questions about this minor subdivision replat and 
right away variance request. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So um, now we go to public comment. Um, looking for any public comment in the room um, and seeing none, is there any public comment online? Anybody uh, care to unmute or raise their hand? Seeing none, I will bring it back to the commission for discussion. I guess the question is why is this necessary? I mean, if oh, yes. if it's, I mean, is 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 there a change that's going to happen to the property that would require this, or what? Um, I'm just curious. I mean, why can't we just leave it the way it is? I guess why does it need a variance? So the reason that we would be changing it is because since we are subdividing it. Th- oh, we're subdividing it. Yeah, we're subdividing the I lot. See. I and see. Then- I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. A good question, though. That's a question that has come up mm-hmm. before. So any other discussion? Looking online, looking to my left and right. It's consistent with okay. surrounded okay. the motion we're going. I support it. Who would like to make a motion then, please? I'll make a motion. Thank yeah, you. Unless Commissioner Rex would prefer Commissioner. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I move that we uh, approve the variance for, uh, for Section uh, 20-810E5 of the subdivision regulations to allow the minor subdivision located at 1015 West 6th Street from uh, the variance from the right-of-way width requirement for West 6th Street from 150 feet to 100 feet. Thank you. Do we have a second? Second. Commissioner Rex Road seconds. Any further discussion? No. Um, can we have the vote, please? Jeff. Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barotto? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvoir? Yes. Commissioner Payton? I don't see her on. Uh, yeah. I haven't read the uh, Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes six to zero. Thank you all. Uh, we uh, uh, Item number five has been deferred, but we do have some miscellaneous new or old business tonight. Um, Becky Pepper is going to present uh, the consideration uh, to consider an initiation of a text amendment. Uh, of the land to, to the land development code. Yes, thank you. Um, I don't have much of, an, of a, a presentation for you all tonight, just that um, uh, staff had recognized um, a couple inconsistencies with the code that um, would be a pretty, it should be a pretty quick fix and um, uh, thought that there was an urgency to bring this to you and request this text amendment at this time rather than incorporating it with the um, land development code uh, revision that is uh, taking place. Um, And with this request, we would be um, making a modification to the definition of accessory bar, which lists the primary uses that allow an accessory bar, um, adding a couple of uh, uh, uses to that primary list that are, are not excluded there, but are inconsistent with some of the other areas in the code. Thank you. And this just goes directly to, um, well, let's see, is there any public comment on this item? No, how about um, bring it to the commission for discussion of the text amendment? Nope, Commissioner Carter. Thanks. Uh, a question for Becky. Um, the the uh, description seems uh, straightforward enough, but it raises all sorts of questions for me about, for example, 
what kinds of re retail, were there any retail establishment classes that were not included here? Because we've got uh, general retail, specialty retail, and medium retail. Are there any kinds of um, uh, you know, retail activities that, that were not included? Um, and and I, this, uh, an associated question, when it comes to um, uh, fast service, uh, restaurants, you know, we've never, to my knowledge, we haven't included fast service in the past, and and that seems like potentially a, a fairly substantial uh, change. And could could you speak to that as well, please? Uh, certainly, regarding the the, the retail. Um, you may recall recently we had a text amendment um, similar to this, and that's when we we added um, retail to that as principal uses that would be permitted. So that was at that time when we looked at those and felt like uh, recommended those as the appropriate retail establishments to include in that list of primary uses. Um, the uses that we um, have identified that are inconsistent are the hotel uh, uses and that fast order food. And there, there are instances where um, we have restaurants that may be classified at, at fall under that land use classification of fast order food um, that may also um, have have or want to have a liquor license um, that would enable them to serve um, uh, alcoholic beverages at their at their restaurants. And Commissioner Carter, kind of to your question, it's really arising from a unforeseen condition we've seen in the last couple of years with the way that COVID has worked and the way the restaurants are starting to kind of operate and, and go about it. Our code is, you know, uh, state of the art as of 2006. And so now that we're seeing the way that the economy and the restaurant industry is changing, we're recognizing that the code is not kept up very well with that change. Very good. Thanks to both of you. So that, that reflects why we haven't seen it discussed previously this like the the, the discussions uh, becky you mentioned uh, are why um you know the the expansion of uh of um uh bar activities have have increased for example downtown okay very good thank you did that prompt any other discussion or questions from other commissioners and just for the commissioner's knowledge, this would only initiate the amendment. You right. would see it again as it comes back for the redrafting and the city commission would then ultimately approve it. This just initiates us to go to work and, and find out what's going on. Hmm. So would that need also a motion to, to initiate? Yes. Yeah. Okay, would anybody care to initiate, uh, mo make a motion to initiate the text amendment? I'm happy to. Okay, Commissioner Richard. We initiate a text amendment to revise section 20-1724, print two of the land development code to clarify the principal uses that permit an accessory bar use. Do we have a second? I'll second. Commissioner Barotto. And uh, any further discussion? No. Uh, can we have a vote, please? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barotto? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvoir? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. A motion passes seven to zero. All right. And I believe there was one final item um, Becky wished to present about a poll uh, for scheduling our next orientation. Thank you very much. Yes. Just wanted to um, let you all know that we're going to, we are um, uh, starting to plan and prepare for a 
a planning commission orientation in the fall. And the first step on that will be finding a date that works for everybody. And so we'll send out a doodle poll um, with a few options on dates there. Just um, please let us know what works for you and what doesn't. And then we will get that scheduled and get it on the books and move forward with uh, getting that uh, orientation going. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Something to look forward to. And that concludes our agenda for the evening. Um, can I have a, a motion to adjourn? Until next month. Move. So move. A second? Second. Second. Okay. Can we have a vote on that? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Baroto? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvar? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Thank you, staff. Thank you, applicants. And thank you, commissioners. See you next month. We wouldn't see a traffic.